podcast. What's it called? Don't worry. Bye. Happy with Harry. Hello, all right there? Welcome to episode 55. Now, before we start, if you could possibly take your little fingers and your little face. Oh, wait, you can't say, say that. That sounds really rude. Your little fingers and your little face. I mean, some people have little fingers and little faces. It's better than saying, take your big fat sausage fingers and your big fat moon face isn't it you don't have to say anything about anyone's size of anyone's face okay i'm sorry yeah okay let's start again men in black that's me using the machine yeah i might have one you can't see it um i I feel like you're being very hostile i'm not being i'm just i'm no don't say i was gonna go just you know it's just pants babes come on now don't be that guy i'm a lady before I get started, could you possibly head on over, now that I've insulted you, head on, head on, oh, Donald, head on over to iTunes, leave me a review, come on now, tell you this, I'm now at 100,000 listens, over that, about 103,000 listens, so people are listening regularly, so for the love of God, Will you please, unless, do you reckon you're all spam bots? No, that's not possible. So can you please head over and leave me some reviews? So, well, one per person, well, maybe even four, maybe be a catfish, set up 19 different accounts and uh, all leave a review. But don't play with people's emotions, other than mine. But no, don't play with mine, because that means you give me a terrible review and I'll be gutted. Okay. So now that I've got that out of the way, hello, and please leave a review. I'll tell you what as well, I'm on bloody uh, Spotify now, this is on Spotify. How cool is that? Really chuffed with that, yeah, so so that's great. Well, uh, it's true, I have abandoned you for many weeks now, and for this, I am sorry. I've, I've been very busy, you know, I've been here, there, everywhere, to be honest. Lots has happened. Ups and downs. I had another slump. And there's been many, many, many comedians that sort of recently come out on social media and said how how much, you know, tough time they're having. And I think it's really good that people feel like they can come out and say it. But in often in a forum like like on the Facebook comedy forum when, I mean, I don't even know how many people there are, I think about 8,000. And, yeah, I just find it's a shame because from a point of view where I believe it's really good that we talk about it and we help each other, but sadly, the more, because of the nature of putting, or because of the nature of Facebook and online, people just don't have your best interests at heart and, in fact, one person's put something online, and I think, from what I gather, everyone's been respectful and nice, but another guy put that, you know, someone upset him, blah, 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 and people are like, oh, you need to you need to say who it is, and it's like, and, and all this business, and sort of, like, pressurising him into saying who it is. Like, A, I guess, if, if he didn't want people to get involved, I guess he shouldn't have really put it online, but... but well, no, he should have put, because that's what you're saying. It's good that people are sort of speaking out online. But then, I don't know, with one guy it's difficult because he'll... You have to, if you feel like someone's victimising you and say and, and doing this to you, then that's awful and, and uh, I'm gutted for you and I'd have your sympathy. But the problem is when you're constantly trolling people you can't have it you can't have it both ways really um anyway what what am i what am i on oh yeah so then with the with the other thing so it was like god this person's making my life a misery and everyone's like oh you can't say that and not say who it is and it's and it's like fuck off everyone you don't give a shit about this guy you just want you just want to know who it is for gossip 
And that's what pisses me off. People make out that they get... No, hardly anyone cares. Fuck, it's the devil. It really is the devil, social media. It, it just... And that poor girl from... Um, from Love Island, she killed herself. And then just a few... And she and in such a sort of vacuous entity that it is, she was like you could tell in the series whether I don't know whether so much like she shouldn't have been there, or whatever. Because I guess everyone has their reasons for being on it, but you could just tell that she was sort of more of a gentle soul and a bit quieter than everyone. Just such a shame. And then on her Twitter, it said that she sold her soul to react to react. Well, I can't say reality. There you go. To reality television. And I guess you do in a way. Because your privacy is just... Just just gone. But, oh yeah, and, it was, and just a few days before she killed herself, she was, like, fighting trolls on the internet. So, I would say that, like... Don't get it... Don't get it twisted. I guess there are some really good uses for social media, like... Like me and a friend are gonna do, especially with all these comedians sort of having such, you know, mental health problems as of late, and you know, at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, it's only gonna get worse. And me and my friend, I think we're gonna do sort of a like a support page, like that people can always sort of get in touch and talk to each other and help help each other, because you just don't want, you know, every time someone ends up killing themselves or something people are like oh I had no idea and blah blah blah, blah. and obviously that is men mental health like no one knows how low I was the other day because I just you know shut, shut myself off and and then yeah it was really good and we get we're as is the nature of this you find the good in it really because my downward spirals a lot I mean sometimes we'd be talking for like fucking loads of time Whereas this was really what a day, two days, and then and then was fit as a fiddle again, fit as a fiddle. So yeah, we can't really have like fitness in an inanimate object, can you really? But anyway, I don't know what I'm. So I've got anyway, I've got my calendar because I feel like I haven't shown you. So I've got loads to. T- I don't even if I know if I told you. Do you know what? I don't even give a fuck. I'll tell you this. So I did the... I am never doing a competition again. Never. They're just absolute bullshit. This competition that I did, right? I just... <laughs> fuck it, I tell you. So do this competition and there's quite a big prize fund and I was like, hello. And I I think it's like the nature of Barbadia and, and stuff, but I, I'm awful for... And it used to put the fear of God in my in my old housemate because she's very sort of in the now, doesn't really think about anything in the future. And I'm like, right, so what's the plan? What are you doing here? What's this? What's that? Like a proper, all like I just need need to know sort of thing. And um, so I'd already sort of spent the prize money in in my mind. I'm very practical things as well, and. And then when I found out someone was going to be the judge, I was just like a bit sort of disappointed. I just thought, well, that's sort of me out of the game a little bit because he's sort of considered quite... Well, he's considered like a bit of a legend on the circuit, I guess. But I don't know if he's just put himself there. And it does like a comedy course and that. But essentially, people that run courses on the whole, aren't really where they want to be in comedy because they because they need the money that they'll make from the course. Do you know what I mean? So, and then when I've... Because I was really... Because I saw a podcast about him once and I was so interested in it because his, his life was, like, really interesting. Had a lot of struggles and I was sort of relate to stuff like that and... And enjoy someone's journey. So I was so looking forward to seeing his set, and I was just so disappointed. It was just really unoriginal. So when I found out that, in my opinion, so when I found out he was judging it, I was a bit like, yeah, oh, that's a shame. But then when I went, when when I got to the gig, he was so lovely to me, really nice, always like including me in the conversations, kept looking at me for opinions and stuff. And I was like, oh, 
oh, do you know what? Maybe I've got this guy wrong. So so that was fine. And then um and then the other people that were judging, they were oh god. So they were the the people that had put the money up for the competition. And uh Wow, the moment I seen them I just thought, Oh fucking woman in winning this, Jesus Christ. The they both they both look like Fucking best mates with Buddy, Peter, Peter Stringfellow, God rest his soul. Like, they both looked like they owned yachts, and, and I just thought, oh, why do I do this to myself? It's just competitions of anything where comedy or an art form is just sort of built into a sport is just fucking stupid. And I say this every time, and I don't, and it's, and it's like, in fact, it's a bit like, because I, I went to Cornwall back in the day not long ago and I did it a couple of years ago and it was the fucking worst thing ever because it's too long a journey in fact not a day so 24 say 30, about 36 hours and it, it's just fucking it's it's too long it's ridiculous and when I did it last time I was like I'm never doing that again that's bloody insane it's absolutely traumatic and that's even if there hasn't been a drama, the train's delayed or whatever. It's just too long, and I don't even know what's the science behind it. But all you're doing really is sitting down when you're travelling, isn't it? Isn't it? But it's so draining and stressful. Anyway, so so yeah, so I forgot how awful that was, and then I and then I was like, oh well, because because I had some gigs after, and then and then so what happened was so I put a date in in Cornwall had nothing either side and then stuff either side filled up and I was like no I'll keep it in I'll just go there and back in a day it wasn't that bad forgetting because it was two years ago how bad it was and then the moment I was on my way back I was like this is bloody harrowing anyway so and then so the person so there was the people that put the money up for the competition that I don't know how it happened but they've seen this comedian at the somewhere or another and got in touch with him to to set it up but the comedian i guess this isn't through no fault of his own it might be you know it's this is not the judge i was previously on about this is someone else i guess it's through no fault of his of his own because sometimes we're asked to do stuff and you know when it's your living i mean i don't know if it is his living but when it is your living Sometimes it's like, oh God, I don't really want to do this. I don't know whether I'm the right person for this, but I bloody need the money, so I'll bloody do it. Do you know what I mean? So maybe that's that's what's happened. I mean, from what <laughs> I saw of him, I'd, I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't what happened. But, but anyway, so how it transpired at the end was that this guy was sort of organising the project, because obviously the, the uh, organising the competition, because obviously the guys that put up the money on that, they didn't know nothing, which is, I mean, that is a godsend, that in fact, that they that these men that look like they own yachts, at least they weren't bloody comparing it. So they got this guy, I mean, I don't know, I don't know whether he's, how new he is or whatever, but when he was on stage, and fucking dying, it was like, how come this guy is... This guy is comparing and judging everyone. Like, he wasn't physically judging everyone, but essentially it was like, this is my competition, you're do- doing this. And it was just like, the fuck does he, does he think it, 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 this is it? It was just some sort of fucking weird power trip. And I just thought, why am I that? And, and he was just, he was on stage with just unoriginal, like, rubbish stuff that wouldn't have done well in the competition. And it was like, how come this guy's sort of, become in charge of this it's absolute madness and then he's looking down his nose at everyone it's like fuck this it's just it's ridiculous that i'm a bit like i'm all i'm always the same i wouldn't i wouldn't say i self-sabotaged it but i did what i wanted to do i just knew there was there wasn't a chance in hell everyone was everyone was struggling and the stuff there's this act i mean i can't fucking even there's not there's not much comedy that makes me angry but there's this guy and he's a fucking self-righteous fucking idiot and he thinks he's brilliant and he's he hasn't he's had the same jokes for bloody i mean i went to start about eight years ago and he thinks he's this left-wing do-gooder like good person and he fucking isn't he's a fucking silver spooned idiot and 
he was trying to do all this like ironic stuff about women and da, da, da. fuck off. You just he just looked like a misogynistic cunt. Sorry, pardon my language. And and this what he was doing was getting the first applause breaks of the night. They were the audience were loving it, and I was just like, the fuck am I doing here? So I was like, I'm bloody gonna do my dinosaur song. If I'm going down, I'm going down in flames. And I always think it's a good sign that these things when just just the comedians were laughing, no one else. Everyone else was looking at me like I'd deeply upset them. And I thought, to fuck this. And I don't know. I don't know what that what that makes me, whether it but I don't know because for the same reason it's at the same place I've been told before that I had sort of my weekends taken off me because they said some people sort of leave their morals at the door and Harriet can't do that. But oh, I don't know. It's not. Well, I guess it is about that. It's one of those, isn't it? It's like what what I just said. Do you? But then, even though to a certain degree, sometimes if I need the money or whatever, I'll do something. But but never. I never totally go off peace and I feel like that will that same thing that might do me a disservice sort of every now and again will also will on in in the other hand probably the making of me so I am gonna stick with doing that and because it was one of those that I was no matter what I did even if I did play the game I wouldn't have placed I'm not fucking stupid and then and there's an app that sort of wins all the competitions and is doing very well at the minute. And uh, I was happy that he placed because he was the, I'd say, other than myself, he was the only original act there, I guess. So, but it was a then, so I come straight off stage and I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to claim the last bit of dignity that I have and I ain't even going to, stay for the oh will they pick me oh god fuck that i'm just gonna get the last train home so i just i just left i thought i don't want to be any more of a part of this than i already have and it's and i guess that's that's what what you're doing it then you just scrap it down to experience and you and you carry on and i ain't gonna but it was very funny to see like what act i could see that when i got off stage they were a bit sort of like Oh, so that's what you chose to do. And then, and then they really struggled as well. And I was like, see, it, you know, it, it was a tough gig. Yes, I did that. And that was, do you know what? I was a bit down about it for a day. Because you just feel, you know, when you put yourself into a situation to be judged and then you don't do well, then, you you know, it does knock your confidence. And, and I don't care what anyone says it. it you know, when newer acts than you do better and stuff like that, it, you know, you do feel a bit like, what what am I doing? But then in the same way, you've just got to realise that when you do something that doesn't go down well in certain situations, you have to look at that situation. If, and if the people in that situation are people that you would in no way really want to please like when I saw what pleased them it made me definitely not want I I didn't want to have their cup of tea do you know what I mean so yeah so there was there was that and then thank the lord uh then I did you might have heard me mention it loads of times but I always do this uh well I often do this gig in Stafford Sarah Millican's playground gig and that is just beautiful so nice so it was nice that that was my gig after that awful experience to sort of pop pop me back on my feet do you know what I mean because that was lovely the, 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 one of the boys that goes there, there give me some give me some puppets so that was nice and 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 oh yeah and then one of the lovely ladies that I sort of chat to on social media that that see first see me at that gig um, she and her, I assume, husband were at, I did a Litchfield comedy festival on Saturday and because of the mental health and that, I always think everyone's looking at me and, uh, although I said this once to the doctor, so I feel like everyone's looking at me and he was like, yeah, but Harriet, you're wearing a bright orange coat and a, and a fluorescent green 
like jumper underneath and look at your trainers and I was like you he says they're not looking at you like they're just someone's eye will naturally go to you because it's bright it's bright and I was like oh yeah so anyway so I so I was on on my way to the gig and it, it was it was in a like a marquee in, in a field it was well, it was really good. It was, I think it was their first festival, Literal's first comedy festival. And, uh, yeah, so I saw this couple by a, by a stall, like a food stand, and and I seen them look at me and then talk to each other. And and I was like, oh, I think, I think they're talking about me. And then, but them, because in it, I tried to be, because you just send yourself mad if that's what you always think. So I was like, no, that's not what's happening, Harriet. They're not talking about you. They're they're just having a chat amongst themselves. Just go to your gig and don't don't be paranoid. And then and then the woman goes, Harriet, and I was like, oh, you were talking about me. Oh, brilliant. And yeah, so they come to the the Stafford gig, and it was so nice to speak to them. They were oh, they were just really really lovely. They they came to the show, and I was looking for them. Uh, when, when I was on stage and oh, sometimes you have some gigs that are just split do you know what the only bad thing was well as well because of, of such a bloody fucking negative Nelly sometimes there was about 370 people like absolutely pissing themselves laughing at me and there was just one guy that literally that was just having a terrible time you just know he's a sort he just has a terrible time throughout life um, and I was doing my last bit and he was pointing at his watch and then signalling me to leave and I was like, I said to everyone, no, this this idiot's telling me to leave or this knobhead or something and everyone was like, yeah, boo to him and I was like, oh, they're all on my side, this is beautiful but then because because of mental health and, and all that that he was who I was constantly thinking of where, whereas, whereas the, the gig was great it was one it was one of the best gigs i'd had in a long time the only thing with festivals though is that you as i like going off on stories and like like longer stuff but with festivals it's really i feel like you have to sort of punchy and often but but yeah and to tell you i don't know whether because i know there's i know definitely katie dexter because she said it to me before big up katie because uh, I know you're into what's it called crime, true crime podcasts and stuff. Is would that be the right phrase for it? And I don't. I'm in two minds. Like what? Like how good it is for your brain? You know? Because I've become. So the first part of it was you heard me talking about it um, on here before. Is uh, 24 hours in police custody. I fucking love it. Like I just find it so interesting. Yeah, I, I just absolutely love it. And interestingly enough, there was the one that I've just watched. It was so interesting because it was basically about sort of behind the scenes of what would happen if someone had mental health issues. So, so, so it started with this guy. He, um, so he phoned in, said that there was bits of a body or something under in a in a garden or on an on an estate, and he's given his name. And he's known in a gang, and his brother's just recently been shot. And but they, they, there's a warrant out for his arrest anyway because he didn't turn up for court on a charge about a taser. So they've brought him in, and he was just acting sort of very strangely. And and then I, th- yeah, I thought it was perhaps because. There were, there were people after him, so he because it turned out it was it, fairly early on that it was bogus, and it was actually it was him that had been doing some digging, but there was nothing there. It was all very strange, and um, but yeah, so I thought it was because he was trying to escape, uh, cost, uh trying to escape the, uh, the rival gang if they just shot his brother. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he wasn't speaking and. But, 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 yeah, there was definitely something wrong with him and they let him go. And then 16 hours later, he's bloody stabbed his mum. And then eventually he, because the mum, no one really wanted to press charges. So they, they took him to the hospital and the hospital, they sort of, 
it was really shocking. They pretty much said that there was something wrong with him, but they just didn't have the space for him. Because I feel like they wanted to sort of section him, but they were just saying that there wasn't the, the services for that. So then it was he was just in this complete limbo where because the because his mum wouldn't say that he did it because she didn't want to sort of dob her own son in and then so then without her saying what had happened there wasn't really enough evidence so so that they were really panicking and like so they were like well we can't let this guy back in the streets because he was saying as well that the um evil spirits were talking to him and all this business, yeah, he hundred percent wasn't right. And then in the end, uh, another family member ran up, rang up, and then must have heard that he was going to get released. And the family member was just like, "He can't, he can't be released. He's he's a danger." So in the end, luckily, on the um, so and then the fucking this CPS Crown Prostitute uh, Prostitution, all right, Crown Prosecution Service. Sometimes the stuff that they when they say there's not enough evidence and then and then the police will go well they'll argue it and go, Well, there's this, this, this and this and then they'll go, Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're right and and it's like but if that wasn't argued then the person would just be back in the wild. It's it's baffling. So in the end and I don't so so yeah, so it was attempted murder. No one was like, "There's not enough evidence." But I don't see why they didn't go. Why don't you try for aggravated assault or grievous bodily harm? Uh, you know, if if you're that worried that he is gonna do something, instead of just saying no, and then and then like I said, there being a chance that he's then, you know, back in the public, and then they, so they were gonna put him in a hotel, and they were like, "He's just not." Then we're putting the other people in the hotel in danger. So, in the end, the luckily the on the the nine 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 yeah the the hospital was saying that they couldn't use the the statements and and the medical information yeah that was it not statements the med medical information from the mother as evidence because there's laws data protection on that uh, and then and then there were the CPS trying to say that the ambulance staff like like they weren't valid vict uh valid uh witnesses which well who is it who is it the ambulance staff aren't um in yeah so as it happens the in the 999 call the brothers rang up saying my brothers just stabbed my mum so that was so even though the family didn't want to you know, say that he had, that was on records when in the internet, because I assume the panic, he didn't really think what he was saying. So in the end, he was found not guilty of the, I think it was GBH in the end, but he'd been sectioned. So, so that was, that was good. Because he, he, in the end, yeah, they found out he was schizophrenic. But it really showed the police in a in a good light because they they didn't want to want to just cart him back out and and they just kept pushing to have you know and when you see stuff like this making murder and all that and they just want to you know pin things on people but these they wouldn't they didn't force anything that, that until they got doctor after doctor and nurse after nurse to see him like they they were genuinely concerned and I and I thought, you know, the fact that the, you know the the hospital said that there weren't, you know, there wasn't the services for him. I thought it was good to show that because it was in this fucking, you know, government that we're in, and you know that's obviously that that's obviously why. So I feel like it's, I you know, I feel like if one person from if one Tory or anyone in power that sees something like that can only be good. Yeah, but I I think, Harry, I think it's going to take a bit more than some Tories to see an episode of 24 Hours in Police Custody. Well, yes, this is true. So, yeah, so I've become very obsessed with that. When I had my down in it, we all, when we've we've got a downward spiral, what do we do? We uh, watch morbid things. Well, either way, because you've got an interest in that, or... Or just because you're just trying to make yourself feel even worse. So when I was having a downward spiral, 
I watched all like episode after episode of that, all the old ones that I've even even seen before, and it's the sort of thing as well that I do torture myself with because I'm when I see something like that, I can't really uh, let it let it go like it plays on my mind. Yeah, you are a bit sensitive. I know. Even the, the, the you know at the end of uh, an episode or something. So even at the end of Love Island last night when it showed what ha- what's going to happen in today's episode, I just find myself keep thinking of them. It's weird. And do you know what? That's another thing. Mentally, but you know, because the girl, you know, the girl from season two, she uh, killed herself the uh, last week. There needs to be more aftercare for that. There, there was a support group I remember a while ago for Big Brother, and I guess it's the same, you know, you the same sort of thing, same sort of help that you need. It's. I was saying a few episodes ago that I'm definitely like have issues over the amounts of time I was rejected. Like growing up, felt a lot of rejection. I definitely think that's that's that played an awful effect, like an awful consequence on my mental health now and I and I feel like something like Love Island is you just constantly getting rejected and and made to feel like you're ugly and then and then and then you'll be happy for one second and someone else will come in I think it must be really like head fucky and I know in that situation I definitely wouldn't be myself I'd be like a I'd be like a like a awful version of myself like really neurotic anyway so, so yeah, so then I find it hard because I do so much travelling and I'd like to do work on the train but I get really bad travel sickness. Um, so I've been trying to find, and then the, so I, there's some podcasts that I like but they're, they're in series as, and with with a short amount of episodes. So like Babysitting Trevor, I used to love that and then that's just come to the end of another series and then... I love Why Is Harriet Crying, which is uh, Harriet Kemsley's and Sunil Patel's podcast. But that's because I imagine they're so busy. So that's sort of every so often. So I've now got into, uh, because, I've, you know, I see people like Katie Dexter and a lot of people were getting into these. Is it, is it true crime? Is it? Does it fall under? So I've been listening to, so I looked at what was... Uh, recommended on my iTunes thing, and and do you know what the the power of a logo? I just really liked the logo, so I uh, and so I've been listening to um, they walk among us. Oh bloody hell! It's really interesting. It's basically just true stories about murders in the UK god yeah it's very blink but it's really interesting and there's so even the what the you know the guy the guy with one eye that killed those police officers in in Manchester that happened before I like moved up here so I didn't I didn't know I didn't know anything about it at all I thought it was just um he killed two police officers or not ju- just just because obviously that's horrific but yeah it's it's but it, there's a such there's there's like two almost hour episodes on this podcast like saying all oh, what happened with the guy Dale Creedy, and I couldn't believe it. And there was because I've gifting drawers not long ago, and he bloomin' put a grenade in there, and then it was all gangs. So I didn't realize. Yeah, I just didn't realize like the velocity. Is it velocity? Is that the right word? Of it all, really fascinating. But the the problem is that when I'm listening to it on the way to gigs, then by the time I get to the gig, I'm you know I'm not feeling very funny. And then and then as well, I think it's had an effect in my writing as well. I haven't written anything good for ages, and all my punchlines end in something really sinister happening. Yeah, the other day I was writing something, and I was like, oh yeah, and then I'll just like wear his body like a skin hot air balloon and then I'll have a Bunsen burner and be like floating off into the sky I was like what am I on about so yeah so I don't really know what the answer is because I really really enjoy it and there's like so many episodes of it for me to catch up on so that's really good thoroughly enjoying that although yeah if you're of a delicate state I I don't know whether I would recommend it 
Uh, yeah, so I did that. Then I went to back home to Truro. Told you, didn't I, that I went there and back in practically a day. Uh, oh, did I tell you this? So I did this. So the day before I went to Truro, I gigged Nairsborough Comedy Club. Uh, no, is it called Nairsborough Comedy Club? It's at the Fraser Theatre in Nairsborough, and it's one of my favourite gigs. It's so nice. My God, I've never felt anything out of it, though. I ate a load of corn sausages before. And it did something awful to my guts. And then because I was staying at my friend Lou's house because we were doing a double-headed preview, which is where we just both do our previews, not that we just get in the same jumper and have two heads. Um, Yeah, so I sort of like howled all my wind in. And then by the time we were on the way back in the car, she was like, are you all right? And I was like, no, I am not all right. I am, And I was like doubled over with pain. And just, because I definitely think I have IBS, you know. But anyway, it was a great preview. But this fucking woman in the middle of it was, like, saying that how I was representing Sue, because it's a puppet show about Sooty and Sue, she said how I was representing her was really out of order. And she was livid, and she just kept chipping in. And I said, well, what happens with the story is that there's a beginning, middle, and an end. So if I just said this is how sue is and then she stayed like that there wouldn't really be a story would it so can you just like trust me that it's not it's all not it's not all what it seems she was like no no and then this other person was like no i just you know because this happened in the 70s and you know with everything that happened in the 70s i'm just finding it hard to get into and it's like i haven't got gary glitter in my bag you know well what 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 do you think's happening Honestly, I'm not condoning 70s paedophiles. I'm just doing a fucking puppet show. It's a puppet. <laughs> I think that's why he had to come up with that catchphrase. Um, yeah, so anyway, so then, yeah, I went to Cornwall. Oh, my God. So, so, so that I actually got to have some time with my family, I got the 6 o'clock train in the morning, 6am, and then so I left Lou's at uh, half past uh, half past four to get the five o'clock tram and the fucking the thing that uh, the, what's it called timetable was absolutely wrong so I said change at bloody Trafford Bar and it, it, anyway it was absolutely wrong so that was a palaver anyway I finally got on the train and there was this woman got out two bags of Tyrell's crisps you know the massive bags two of them at bloody quarter to six in the morning Eating them like she's blooming snuffling for truffles. Absolutely mad. Then she got a box of chicken out. Box of chicken. A quarter to bloody... Honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. If that's for breakfast, what's for lunch? So, yeah. So then there's a few more gigs. Oh, did a preview last night and that was... I feel like it's all... I feel like it's all going to be alright now. I feel like the show is... I've just got to like learn it, really. So let's see... What's happening? So this is now like two weeks ago now because it's taken me so long to do the podcast. Oh, because I didn't tell you, but I did a podcast and then the fucking thing crashed. It wouldn't let me save it for some some reason, and then it and then it just wiped it, which is probably for the best because I was just ranting about. So I come back. So I spent all the um like a whole day pretty much coming back from Cornwall, and I just had the short train journey from. Manchester to the Glossop and then I would be home I get to Manchester and then I look and it's a bus replacement service to Glossop and I was like you've got to be joking me Ugh. oh it was awful and then a bloody minivan a little minivan turned up and the guy just kept we were just if it's a bus if it's a rail replacement service you go to the, the train stations this guy was just we were just in people's in the housing estates all the time and what had happened was he'd been given the wrong postcodes. So in the end I had to like sort of sit with him and uh sit with him and and Google the train station postcode so that we got to where we wanted to go. Honestly, nightmare. So let's read everyone's news. So two weeks ago, John Pierce, who is from the Fraser Theatre preview that I was telling you about he says, went to see Hamilton. Has anyone else seen Hamilton? It's supposed to be really good, isn't it? I listened to it on Spotify, the music, and I didn't realise I had it on shuffle, but it, it's all like a historical 
story, isn't it? So I didn't really get the information because it was all wickledy pickledy. Uh, Nathaniel Prendergast says, "Is the lovely chat that give me them puppets. He says, me and my mum saved a hedgehog and met a woman that looks after hedgehogs and hoards hundreds of them in her house. Does she hoard hundreds of alive hedgehogs? Do they need help? Is she like the lady from Home Alone with the pigeons but with hedgehogs? I like hedgehogs, you know. Oh, not porcupines though. You just don't know what's going on under them spikes. Bet they're riddled. In fact, I think hedgehogs are supposed to be riddled as well. My friend Sam once stood on a... He, he was uh, taking his wetsuit off, so he was wet-footed. Um, barefooted. <laughs> wet-footed. Uh, and yeah, stood on a porcupine. Fucking really spiky. Lovely Zoe Kiei. Kiei says dog agility lady here dog agility lady is coming to buy the loose preview tomorrow at the fogger bucket which is brilliant dog agility lady here yes i did go to the class again yes i did sweat till it till i was soaked and yes i did nearly fall flat on my face the dog did good though the upside is i got tickets to come and see you at gatehouse tomorrow oh yeah so that was that was the day before i was at stafford Jennifer Banks says, three great things happened this last week. One, my play went down a storm in Bradford. Two, a man walked past me in Manchester City Centre and said, you must be Elisa Snowden look-alike. She used to go out with George Clooney in brackets. And three, several of the roads I regular drive on in Manchester have been resurfaced and that is something to be very happy about. Tell me about it. I live uh, Glossop, which is often you have to use Snakes Pass. and In fact, is that Snakes Pass? Yeah, it is. And my God, the amount of potholes. It's weird as well, because on roads that are decent, it's like a 30 mile an hour speed limit, but on like Snakes Pass, pass which is an actual death threat, and, and, there's, and there's like spaces in the wall where there's like a million foot drop and it's the space where a, a, a car has crashed through it and potholes and that and it never gets sorted i just find that baffling yeah neat lisa snowden that's wild glam oh oh yeah so she oh no is it too late now the 28th of june jennifer banks's play strife in a northern town is on 53.2 in manchester PB Johnson has started doing digital painting, says he's pretty shit at it, but then you're supposed to be bad at things when you start them, otherwise it's weird. I think it's uh, you're, a bit of the reason you're bad at it at the minute as well is that you, you, your pen hasn't come for it, so you've just been using your finger, so it's probably going to be uh, Picasso, although probably better than Picasso, he's a bit scrappy. Oh yeah, you can't say that about Picasso. I'm trying to think, do I even know a book? Well, it's abstract, isn't it? So it can be a bit... You can get away with a few more mistakes if it's if it's ab- if you just say it's abstract, can't, can't you? Lovely Katie Dexter says, Oh, Harriet, I thought I'd missed it. I really do love this bit of the interwebs. It's lovely to hear nice things that people have been up to. And you've really encouraged me to concentrate more on the good things rather than the bad. So a massive thank you. This week last week brackets i went to see jurassic world fallen kingdom at midnight on the opening day and it was so oh good that was definitely my highlight much oh wasn't it no that was so good you because 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 there were so many o's it needed to be on a separate line so you went so oh but it was actually so but it was definitely my highlight much popcorn was eaten i also did a few shifts at my new job and i'm feeling like i can probably do this now this is great shout out to tiny rebel in newport who have made me feel so at home my mummy also visited for a few days and we had a bloody lovely time not doing uh had a bloody lovely time not doing very much i hope you've had a good week too you're such a wonderful person keep it up p.s guy ceratops has been on my mind an awful lot this week oh mate that's lovely that's Katie, bless you, you're always one of the one of the few people that always asks me how I am as well, so it's very nice of you. And it's such a difference, isn't it, when when people are nice 
when when you work like when I've worked in retail before I the one of the first jobs I had when I left uni was at G Star and I think I lasted a day it was awful it, they were just not my sort of people they were a bit like they thought they were really cool and there wasn't wasn't really much banter or chat it was just a bit I just hated it and then and then and then I got a job at, at the super dry this was all in the ball ring got a job at the super dry shop and everyone were there because it used to be cult clothing where it was all different brands and that it was and everyone there sort of had different things like some were in bands and some were artists and some were like wanted to be fashionistas and and like I wanted to do comedy so it was yeah everyone was sort of more like me really and and the moment I started there, I was like, yeah, I, I like it here. I mean, it all went tits up in the end, but for a year, it was lovely. Uh, oh, this uh, Christy and Elizabeth says, uh, it's a lovely lady. She looked at what I saw before they gave the other day. We got our tickets to playground, so can't wait for tomorrow. And we went for a walk through Canuck Chase and on the edge of the chase... We heard a peacock calling for his friend. Oh, we cried laughing and started shouting for him too in the middle of the forest. It's all your fault, Harriet Dyer. See, you won't understand that if you haven't seen my sack because I do a bit about peacocks. So it's very funny if you know. Um, Lovely, lovely Jason Cook says, I heard some lovely music I'd never heard before and it led me down a YouTube tunnel of amazing female electronic musicians. Oh, Jason, give us names. I want to. I want to be down your tunnel too. Andrew Staverdale says spent a fabulous weekend celebrating my very good friend's sixtieth birthday. Found out I was not bad at clay pigeon shooting. Did you do that in gossip? Shot some arrows at a target. Rode a quad bike. Drank a load of booze and danced quite a lot. Now I've just bought a bike. That sounds great. I really want to try clay pigeon shooting. Then, so then last week, so that was the week before last, sorry I'll be catching up with these, I'm going to get back to normal and this is like an extra long episode for it, uh, well Katie Dexter says, well I've just dis- discovered your kind of sort in my neck of the woods in August and I think it's about bloody time, I hope you've had a wonderful week and not too busy in it. Oh, get in touch with me about that gig if you're going to go to that gig because I don't know whether I'm still doing that at the minute if it's the one I think it is but if it's not the one I think it is then brilliant. Oh, here we go. Bloody dog agility lady again. The antics of this week's dog agility while I was feeling a bit off so decided to sit in our deck chair. Halfway through the lesson the damn thing broke and I went straight through the damn... And I went straight through the damn thing. It was not a pretty sight. My legs and arms stuck up in the air. I now have a huge bruise on my huge ass. Excuse me, Zoe. We will not have you saying you've got huge ass on my watch. Thank you very much. Ah, uh, bloody, it's a bloody dog agility lady. What a love. What a lovely. Uh, I think yeah, we think your dog's trying to kill you off, don't we? Um. Claire Forrester says, apart from Playground on Tuesday, the only excitement in my life was taking our nephew to Alton Towers, which he loved, and winning a game of Scrabble. Rock and roll lifestyle. I said, what was your most proudest word? And she says, utensil. That is a good word. You get loads for you, don't you? You need to play. I got junior Scrabble for the kids. And... Oh, it, I definitely would advise it. They're loads more generous with the scoring of words. You get like, even for like S and E, you just get like nine points or something. Sandra Joy says, Not a bad old week. Had strange first encounter with my granddaughter's new neighbour when her door lock jammed and I had to go round and ask to go through his house so I could get to the back of her house through the garden. Are you following? Well, not seen any signs, photos of me saying, watch out for this mad woman. Also, today celebrated Father's Day with hubby, thought of departed dad, then celebrated mother-in-law's 95th birthday. Still as bright as a button, living independently with family help. So proud of her. That was brilliant. And her adventures. See, I didn't really understand. So, so her granddaughter got the lot... Got the, 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 
I said, surely you're not old enough to have a granddaughter with the house. And I said, I'll raise my cuppa to your dad and super news about 95-year-old mother-in-law. What a queen. Sandra says, trying to summarise, I didn't get over that grand... Trying to summarise, I didn't get over that granddaughter is five and her mum was inside the house. Just to add, mother-in-law was mistaken for the queen at a pantomime a few years ago. Sadly, only by a child, so no financial benefits. And uh, lovely Jessica Ramsey says, I went to a bloody marvellous and hilarious comedy preview. That was mine! Followed by an indie disco. That wasn't mine! Bingo Saturday and a trip to the cinema and a family meal out if Carlsberg did weekends. That is a great weekend. Well, keep your goodness coming in, you delightful pasties. I hope you haven't minded this extra long episode. Get in touch with me if you've got good stuff that you'd like to report. Uh, don't worry, bipolarhappy at gmail.com or tweet me, bipolarhappypod or tweet me at my personal one, which is on the comedy one, which is, um, what is it, Dialinquent. Oh, I wish I'd... You know when, when you, like, what was it, like 10 years ago and you think think it's hilarious and then you're still lumbered with it all these years later. Yeah. Have a bloody great week. I feel like I've forgotten something. Please leave a review. Check us out on Spotify now. That's great that, it, that we're there as well. And uh, do you know what? It's true, isn't it? You're slowly, slowly catchy monkey. Uh, all the best. Do you know what? Life's all right. It really is. All the best now. Have a great week. Cheers. Bye-bye. This has been episode 55. That was my podcast. My podcast. Thanks for listening. Download. Share. Tell your pal at the shop. Don't worry. Bye. Happy. My podcast. My podcast.